1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley back to it at ESPN 1000 talking baseball. Uh, Brian, did you see, was it Rosenthal that tweeted this out? I can't remember who to attribute it to, but it was basically Han representing the White Sox. The Guardians and the Twins are all looking for starting pitching because they all feel like they're a starting pitcher away from winning the division. Hmm. Yeah, so so that is being reported, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, we look at what happened to Lance Lynn yesterday. One a guy who has supposed who was dominant last year, previous start to yesterday, solid start. We didn't support him with runs last night. Five runs he gave up, and uh, how many was it? Uh, four home runs. Three, gave, three, three home a, runs. A, a weird five line. runs totally, but uh, three home runs. Yeah, a to a team that's been hitting a lot of home runs lately, by the way, it's not just on Lynn. Yeah, but he had eight strikeouts, no walks, and the three home runs. And, of course, the Sox being the Sox. <laughs> right. Jose Abreu drops the ball at first base to open up the inning, and next thing you know, scotty has yep. got a three-run home run. Now, it, you know, it might have been a two-run home run, but the fact is you can't you, – you can't – anytime they make an error, and unfortunately they seem to do – And that's uncharacteristic for him. It is, but he's had his moments. Like no, he has. Everybody game. has. Nobody yeah. is without uh, that distinction this year. It, it's it's like they pay for every error they make. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it, whether the inning is extended or their inning ends because of someone wandering off a bag. Now, it no is possible to make a bad decision and to have players actually cover for you, and it doesn't impact. Right. But we but don't that, see that, that on the south side too much. That That is a weird Lance Lynn line because yeah. you're not walking people, and he's got the 8Ks, and yet three home runs and he said you know obviously he got to keep the ball in the ballpark so <sighs> yeah that know. was a that was a real tough outing for lance and then uh the bullpen came in uh you know it just was one of those frustrating losses where you just feel like and and this has been the most of the time for me my personal experience of watching them it's been more often than not that there's something that happens in the game where i just feel like, we didn't lose because we got beat by a good team. We, there's something in the game that indicates we lost because of us. Well, it, it, here's, here's the thing. And last night was another one of those nights. You, you can always use more pitching, right? You never have mm. enough pitching. I, I would argue, now, Giolito has got a 5-plus ERA of late um, because he always has an inning, and he had it in the first inning of his last out. But he still kept him in the game. You, yeah, you can use another starter, but I'd I'd put that third or fourth on the, the list of needs right uh-huh. now. Um, you know, Tony, he said this yesterday. I think he said, "I'm from the school of you can lose a game, but you can't lose a pitcher," and that, explaining away why guys are available again, right? And I don't know how many more games you can follow that theory or that that that. Some would argue that it's too late to follow that theory now. Right. I mean, you don't have that luxury, right? right. So. And he said, well, that's why at home they've given away games because guys have not been available. Okay, at some point, you, got, you can't lose those games, okay? You, have to, you, you don't have to lean on somebody to go out there and extend himself and you know, pitch when maybe he does, he does need a day. But you, you, don't, you need all hands on deck is what I'm basically saying right now. So I, I, the, the whole idea that 
I know you're only three games back of the Twins, and the Twins aren't all that, and they have about three or four things they could. How are we only in? three games back with the way we've been playing? Well, that's because that's what you've been doing for the last three months, and and you know the Twins probably in Minnesota. It's probably uh, the Twin fans are like shame on this team. They should be up by six or seven games right now, right? Yeah, but they have things that they could do as well. Absolutely. They're, you know, the Guardians, as I told you, they're more of a concern for me right now than the Twins are because I just think that they're more of a pain, uh, uh, you know, just an annoying gnat right now to the White Sox than the Twins are. But let's face it, the White Sox cannot be picky or choosy. They have to win every game, including games like against the A's, which they're bottom feeders. Well, in again, their division. Absolutely. 19 games, a stretcher of, you know, get fat because these are teams that you should get fat off of. Yeah. Well, and so should far, and should and will or could are two yeah. different things this yeah. year, unfortunately. By the way, Jay Kuda, who is a great follow on Twitter, he uh, tweeted this out. And I don't know if you saw this, but in the last eight weeks, who leads the White Sox in home runs other than Luis Robert, who has six? Who's the next person? Any guesses? Oh, no. I'll tell you what, I'm going to play this audio, and it's not Tony La Russa. It's the other person you hear. You don't allow a player to be emotional, and you just got a bunch of robots out here playing. That's not entertaining. You know, and when I'm at bat, you know, I thought the pitches were questionable. He's fired up, and he's trying to do, that's the way he plays. That's all the way they, you're supposed to play. So, I know I, did, I think I saw the umpire moving forward quite a bit, which I know they're, they're taught not to do that. I didn't see any contact. Part of their training is you got to let players be emotional as long as they don't get disrespectful or get vulgar. You don't want to blame the umpire. The umpires aren't robots either. You know, they can get emotional, they can get upset, but they're you know, they're supposed to be the cooler head. Because if, if if you if you try to take the emotion out of the game, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not entertaining. No disrespect to any umpires that are out there. We know they're not trying to. You know, sway the game one way or another, but when you have a couple pitches like that that might have gone, you know, against him tonight, you know, sometimes you got to speak up. It, it might look like the bad guy, but, you know, it, it wasn't just him. I, I think there were a couple tonight that we had. I think Pito had a couple. Um, it's just voicing frustration for the whole team. And, and you know, Tony went back out and, and backed him up. But uh, like I said we got to come back tomorrow. All that's wiped away. Nothing, nothing affects tomorrow. It's a whole other day. That right there is Josh Harrison. That is the guy who is second to Luis Roberts in home runs. That's not supposed to happen, but that is no. reality in the last eight weeks. Now, of course, Josh was talking about what happened at home plate with uh, T.A. Tony was talking about that as well. Tony backing up, you know, uh, Tim Anderson. I, I'm not going to be that easy on Tim for what happened. I know the umpires, okay, so they're trained not to get into their faces and all that, but Tim is a repeat offender, and if he is our leader, he should not be acting that way. And I think that was really unfortunate, and um, it, it just goes to show you that Tim is not in the pocket this year. Not at all. You know, umpire Nick Marley, you know, he, I don't know how much he advanced towards Tim Anderson. Tim was pretty much in his grill. That it, Tony's saying he's fired up and that's how he plays. That's great, but at some point you have to control and control. You have to be smart. You can be yeah, fired up exactly. and smart. And uh, thanks to NBC Sports Chicago for that audio. Yeah. yeah, you have to be smart. Those two things don't go hand in hand. I mean, you can be. I mean, they do. You can be smart yet fired up. And uh, apparently, Tim, 
who gets fired up, lets the uh, emotions of the moment take over. Arguably, yes, it was a terrible strike zone, and we've seen it all over Major League Baseball, and that, uh, for a lot of people, you know, they'd rather see robot umps. And, um, you know, we're probably going in that direction, but the point being is Tim shouldn't have been arguing that much anyhow. He should have said something, walked back to the clubhouse, maybe said something to Tony, let Tony go out there and get thrown out. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, the, it, this whole team has had its moments. And again, there's Tony, Too many God bless him, backing up his player mm-hmm. and his, his leader on the team. As you said, explaining it away. Explaining it away. Um, but the fact of the matter is, this team doesn't have that margin of error. They can't afford to have him sit out, what, two games? That, that's a, you know. right. If, it, if it's, uh, it definitely will be one, maybe two. Yeah. And that was my point. It was a selfish move on his part. To do that, not thinking about the end game of what this could result in. Yeah, it's um, look, it, it, you need your stars to be your stars, and you need Rick Hahn to be aggressive. Come Tuesday, by Tuesday, and mm-hmm. you need you need another bat. I mean, I, that's how I voted on the Twitter poll. Uh, I know you know people want Tony to be gone a month ago. I don't believe that's going to happen between now and the end of the season. And you know, if you're venting that. They need a new manager, and a lot of people are selecting that answer for yeah. the Twitter poll question. It's not realistic, I said, but I get why they're saying that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony said they have enough pitching and they have enough bullpen. Now, Ronaldo Lopez has got a lower back strain, and he's on the 15-day IL he, He's now. been solid for us. That's a big yeah. loss. Bummer's it not is. coming back anytime soon. Yeah, I, I just, and, and you know, Kelly has got bicep issues, but he's... He should be able to pitch today. Here's the thing, though. If they go after starting pitching, as we've heard, I I told you there was that tweet that was uh, uh, sources indicate that the Guardians and the Twins and the Sox are going after starting pitching. If we get a solid starter, that could slide somebody like a Kopech into long relief. And that may not be a bad move. Uh, Wasn't it Tony who just said this week that, you know, that that's not happening because and if you're Michael Kopech, I know you'll say you're doing what's best for the team, but I mean he's been he's been waiting for this to get in that. Well, rotation. I understand. I understand, but I mean you, you know at this point, everybody's got to show up and do what they're asked See, to do. But I flash back to Craig Kimbrell coming over from the Cubs, and they were going to make it work with two closers and no egos involved. And don't worry, mm-hmm. we got this and. How'd that work out? They all, all said right. the right thing. Well, right? okay. How about Cueto going into middle relief? Now, now I don't want to oh, see boy. that. I don't want to see that. But what I'm saying is if they do get another starting pitcher, something has to sure. slide over. Sure. And I don't know what that is, but right now Cueto and Cease are the aces of the staff. Yeah, and I I would argue Cueto would be more likely given where he's at in his career and that where he's at in terms of contract and big picture where he is with the organization, right? Yeah, I don't know that you want to mess with Michael Kopech. Yeah, maybe not. I'm just throwing stuff against the wall because no, that's I, what I Rick Hahn should be doing is throwing yeah, everything against the wall to try to figure something out. How about David Peralta? Does he do anything for you? 34-year-old David Peralta coming in and here's a guy who's not having great uh, numbers this year, but lifetime. He's a 296 hitter against righties, and he's got an 844 OPS. He's got 12 home runs this year. He's got experience. Is that another Cesar Hernandez for us? Uh, well, I mean, you could do worse, right? I, I don't know 
how big Rick Hahn's going to go. But he's got to. I don't go. think he's, he's going to go. Something. I don't think he's going to make any earth-shattering trades. Not not at the trade deadline. Well, then that's a type of guy that you would start looking at, right? Yeah. Thirty-four-year-old mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. Peralta, right? And say, okay, you know, see see what that how that looks for for the rest of the year. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It will be interesting to see what he does. He needs to do something. I, I say left-handed bat. I think I heard somebody mention that he may be looking for a second base. And and if that's the case, and Josh Harrison is a utility person that can play second, third, even outfield, that reduces Leori Garcia's role, and that would be okay with me. Before we hit break, let's go to Owen in Willowbrook. Hey, Owen, you're on with Xander and Hanley. Hey, guys, this is the uh, beat-up Mankata hour. Um, I think I would offer J- – I would try to get J.D. Martinez and offer Mankata back to the team. That uh, traded uh, so so Mankata, yeah, you know his his uh, his production lately, solid defensive play. You still are hating on him. That that was zero for five. They said he turned the corner in the first series. He went two for fifteen with a homer, a double, and a walk. Uh, last night, what was the zero for five? He's not turned the corner. Yeah, well, but, but, but he's <laughs> he's been putting the bat on the ball. That's for well, sure. Yeah, but 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 it's about production. This guy. Yeah, no, no, no. I get that. I get that. But he's not swinging through things like yeah. he was before. It's gotten well, a little better. Yeah, you know what? It, it, a little better doesn't mean much in a five. Uh, Mancata for JD Martinez. How old is JD? I don't think it matters. You just get rid of that. <laughs> well, we'd have to get more than that. Is my point. <laughs> well, Thanks, Owen. I think I'm not sure okay. the Red Sox have much interest in that contract. They would probably the, not. But the Red Sox yeah. are going to be sellers. Sure. I think I, yeah. that's it, boy. I'll tell you, I'd rather be the White Sox right now than the Red Sox. They're really a mess there. How many games yeah. back are they in that tough division? There's just no way. They're far back. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's hit break. We'll come back. Take your phone calls about the White Sox. We've got some Cubs audio. We'll talk about what the Northsiders might do before the trade deadline here on ESPN One Thousand. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Great way to listen or 100.3 HD2. All right, Brian Hanley, bad news. You did not win $1.28 billion. Unless, unless you bought your ticket in displays at the Speedway on Tui. Was that you? No, I, I didn't check my numbers yet, but thanks for letting the air out of my balloon. Yeah, I my, sorry. I my two tickets. Sorry. Yeah, my $4 it was, it, somebody bought it in displays at a Speedway on Tui. You know, you know where the McCaskies live? No. Virginia lives in displays. <laughs> Do they need the money? I, I, arguably, they may. Well, put the dome on Soldier Field. It's going to be about $2 billion, right? So they... Someone is a billionaire in displays. Wow. Y- yes. Or or somewhere near there. Or they were just passing through displays. Passing through. I wanted to win wow. and bring Juan Soto here myself. Good Would you Lord. have done that? Yeah, for Chicago. No, he'd be in Arlington. You know that. Yeah, you know, Rangers yeah, fan. Right, right. Nice try. Yeah. He's smiling. Right, Come me. on. There's All no right. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way. Faux White Sox fan. Um, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there's it's not you or me. One. I haven't been in, in displays in a while, so 
Are you are no. you like me? You know, the only time I play that stuff is when it gets like I started playing. Well, it allegedly, but I actually forgot to do it yesterday, and I had a chance to do, it, and I totally forgot, which gives you the uh, you know the idea of what a priority it is to me because I do see the impossible odds. Sometimes I get sucked into it. Yeah. Why why I don't play it on any other day when the odds may be a little bit better, never I mean, good. Like a million bucks wouldn't change your life right now. I mean, I, of course, really, but that's just so ridiculous that it's just not even on my radar. I, I know I, it's like, well, you, know, you can't buy a Learjet with a million bucks, but all of us. Get, I don't need a mindset. Learjet, Brian. Do you? No, but that's the mindset. It's like, what would I do with a billion dollars? Well, what would I do with a million dollars? I mean, that if you want to, if someone you know showed up, Ed McMahon, if he was still with us, came out of that big van with. Well, I was going like, to say yeah. that would be a trick if Ed McMahon yeah. showed up at this but, point. But I'm saying it, it's the only time we play these things is you buy, you know, spend two or four bucks for uh, a one point two billion possible payday. But right. any other, it's day, when the media, it's, it's when the media jumps on and says the pot is so big, everybody starts going nuts. Right, but I mean, I guess you know, every day you could possibly win a million so if you're buying a ticket every day that's stupid because the odds are still you get struck by lightning three times or tony gets fired before that happens but can you imagine there have been people who have won the lottery multiple times yeah i know that <laughs> Just, I, I, explain that yeah and and you know you wonder how much they invested till they won not once but twice and then you see these documentaries and stuff about how their lives have gone off Just the rails fall apart fall apart but i did see somebody on the Today Show, because again, they were, you know, going crazy about Mega Millions. There was this lady that uh, won some kind of online thing where she won $150,000. And she said everything's been great. The first thing she did was get like $5,000 together and go buy a bunch of grocery gift cards and hand them out. See, that's nice. And that's, that's what that's, you need to do. Yeah. If you win something like that, right away, you got to set karma in your favor. You got to go and do something like that right away. You're not like the guy. Did you hear about the guy down south who drove, you know, bought his big Cadillac and a big cowboy hat? He won, a, you know, millions of dollars, one of the mega uh, jackpots. And he used to, everyone knew he drove around with a suitcase full of money. And, you know, he was getting robbed all the time. And I think he was going to gentlemen's clubs, too, which was means he was getting robbed all the time. But I mean that in a couple different ways. Yeah, right. So I mean, it just—it's amazing how people. That way's react. more fun to get robbed. <laughs> there's, exactly. there's, yeah, there, there's at a strip club or a gun to your head. There there's is. one that's a little more fun. Yeah, he was, he was trying to put some young ladies through college. He was just trying. He there's altruist. Well, that's, yeah, that's charity work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, 312-332-3776. Jake on the road wants to talk about the White Sox. Hey, Jake. Hey, what's going on, guys? I appreciate you taking the call. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I guess my thoughts on the White Sox's trade deadline is kind of how aggressive Han wants to be. And what I was thinking and I'm hoping they kind of uh, spin the tires on is Rodon and Peterson package and then maybe uh, like a Dave Robertson for a cheap uh, utility prospect. That's what, kinda where I'm yeah, you know, I like the idea. What, what does a Rodon-Peterson package cost? See, that's what I was thinking. I was looking at, like, maybe Jose Rodriguez, Yolbert Sanchez. Um, I was kind of wanting your guys' thoughts on what that would cost in your guys' opinions. Okay. Um, so Rodon, Rodon would be a rental player because he's going to opt out after this year, and you mm-hmm. didn't want to pay him the first time. It, and I love I like that idea. It actually crossed my mind when I was thinking. That would take care show. of a couple of holes right away. Right and, away. And, 
and th- and then do you say, guess what? We have a second chance to to sign in long term, and you know, yeah. he, all he did, all yeah, dr- they love Chicago. His wife said on Twitter, "Love Chicago, love oh, Chicago, love it, Chicago." He said to the Cubs media the last day or so that you know he loves the city. They grew up together here. He and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was talking about possibly joining the Cubs at some point, right? But I, I doesn't seem like he'd have hard feelings against the White Sox. But he said, you know. People thought I was a one one off, one hit wonder last year because of all the injuries and everything. He says, I get it. But you could do a hell of a lot worse than having him for the duration of the season. Then the question is, do you do you finally sign him to the long term deal that you didn't want to? Well, and, and and this may be the shot that Han realizes that he should have taken the first time. And remember, he was on the bubble and they brought him back. So yep. I can't imagine there would be hard feelings. No, um, at this point it, on the south side. So, and then have Jock Peterson, a guy who you know maybe we should have signed. You know, every time his name would come up, you know, a couple of years ago, I would say, Nah, I don't know about him because I always feel like he's just just one at bat away from just starting to decline. And every time he helps whatever team he's on. Did he have a dream like he did uh, where he called Jed Hoyer and said he dreamt that he was going to be so. on the Cubs? I no, don't he didn't so. have the, the White Sox. Not, not that he's admitting to. No, hey, but that, that would of, be interesting. Speaking of Jock Peterson, did you see who gave him the double bird? So, <laughs> yes. yes. When was the last time you gave anybody the bird, let alone the double bird? Oh, you know, the birds fly. Birds fly. Yeah, a double so. bird, yeah, a double bird is really serious. Like, I really, really mean it. And David Ross is smart enough to know that he would become a meme in short fashion. And it's going to be something that's going to follow him around forever. And he ended up saying, hey, you know, I shouldn't have well, done that. Did. I should have known better. Well, let's listen to, to David Ross because he was doing it. He likes Jock Peterson. They're friends, obviously. Right, right, they right. have the history together here. And, and so he was standing in the dugout and he gave him you know, with this kind of blase look on his face. And he's got the double birds up. And, of course, it was caught on camera and as you said there are gifs and memes and everything else and all you little leaguers out there david ross wants you to take take heed and and don't do what he did friend of mine on the other side and just got caught on camera i should i should definitely know better don't want any kids out there giving the birds to anybody it's not the way i want to represent this organization or myself or my family so um yeah poor taste sorry i got caught on tv was it at least well received um, it definitely got got the person's attention. Yes. Whose attention were you trying to get? Uh, let's, let's just leave it. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it short. Meantastic is what that is now. <laughs> I mean, people are using it on the south side saying this is the way I felt watching the game tonight. And then, <laughs> you know, in I the mean, same great. fantasy league too. You were giving them the double birds for that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is Tony ever going to give the single bird, let alone the double bird, uh, and mean it? Uh, man, that, that that was, you know, but anything you do in the dugout, it's going to be on someone's camera, right? I mean, you just know that. So. Right. And I, I get, I mean, uh, you know, David Ross is a bit of a smart ass, and that's something I would totally do. But I would <laughs> hope that I would remember that people are watching, and I'll see this for years to come. Uh. That's kind of funny, though. But Jock Peterson and Carlos Rodon on the south side taking care one trade, taking care of some things. I mean, what assets go for that with Rodon well, being, yeah. you know, um, you know his contract situation there, and and also uh, Jock Peterson, who is uh, he's not signed past this year, is he? 
I don't believe so. Okay, so there are a couple of rentals. I mean, Jock more so than uh, Carlos. So with that said, it wouldn't cost much. And uh, I I like it. I like it. I like that idea. Well, and, you know, the Giants, if they didn't go on that seven-game losing streak until the other day, they snapped it. You know, they might have been buyers come Tuesday. So when they're sitting there looking at how good the Dodgers are, and they were a great story at the start of the season, they were, you know, holding their own in that Mm -hmm. division. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, how realistic are they going to be and say, well, it's not our year and, and time to get what we can get here. Because From anything Carlos that Rodon- I've seen, it definitely is a, a selling situation in San Francisco. Yeah, and Rodon's definitely going to opt out of that contract. So no matter what they do this year, if they kept him because they want to make a run at this thing, um, they're going to have to pony up much more money and longer term to, to keep him around. All right, Rick, get on that. Kyle's in Bourbon A. He wants to jump in on ESPN 1000. Hey, Kyle. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Good. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> Thank you. I'm actually doing well. It's my 11th wedding anniversary, so I figured I would spend part of that with you guys. All right. Well, <laughs> well, well Thank you, okay. I guess. Well, there's a 12th then, yeah. yeah not, don't like the odds, so, but okay. <laughs> well, hey, a uh, couple quick things. Um, I don't hear near enough people talking about bringing Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs down to the South. Oh, you haven't heard Brian talk about it. He hasn't brought it up yet today. I was just about to get to him again because I've been pounding that drum for for a month or so. Yeah, you have been. Uh, (laughs) Well, because they're talking about Jack Peterson being a rental, but I think if you get, like, someone like Ian Happ, he could solve some problems uh, moving forward as well and not just be a rental and maybe try to – and you talked about Peterson and – and Rodon, maybe Strowman and Hap could be something they could think about. But and also, Robertson, yeah. And Robertson, yeah, absolutely. Um, but also, this may sound a little radical, but hear me out. I think one of the biggest issues is Tony La Russa, and we've, everyone's talked at length mm-hmm. about that. Um, but, like, the Cubs were in a similar situation with young players trying to be relevant a couple of years ago, and Joe Madden is available. Now, I don't know the likelihood of LaRusa getting fired, and you know how his relationship with Reinsdorf, I right. have a tough time seeing it, but like, I don't think it's crazy to consider let's get Joe Madden on the south side and do the same thing and bring these guys to the promised land. I don't think it's crazy, or do you think I'm crazy? Well, Between- mid-season, mid-season, thing like that, I don't know. And then know. you can then you can sweat Joe Madden's pitching moves in the playoffs in the World Series like we did, and then you have <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then he'll have you know some Cubs pitchers, so it'll just be like uh, if, <laughs> if they do happen and Stroman, he'll have some Cubs pitchers. It'll just be like old times. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate a happy anniversary there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know a lot to lot to think about. Larusa losing his job that's yeah. pie in the sky. Larusa losing his job and then hiring Joe Madden in season, that's really pie in the sky. Yeah, I, I, we, we, we've been over this thing. We, we could have won the Mega Millions before uh, Tony's going to get fired from Jerry. We could have won the Mega Millions with the wrong numbers before <laughs> Tony gets fired. Uh, but yeah, you, you're not excited. You're, you're not exactly uh, over your heels about Ian Happ coming to the South Side. But you could do worse, and uh, we can go over. You know, you look want. at this point, and we will go over that. At this point, I'm open to anything, including trading Tim Anderson. Oh boy, oh, boy. I, I'm, I'm at that point now. Is he is he a fit on the South Side? Can we deal with this anymore? I, I sell just, high. What can you get? Oh, I, I, that's. I mean. Uh, hey, Tony we've got get, some young kids in uh, in uh, you know developing Tony, right now. Tony might get fired before Tim TA's traded. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm at that point as a fan. I am at that point. 
I'm not saying it should happen, but everything should be on the table. And I'm at that point, especially after what happened last night. He was supposed to be our leader. He's offended me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, look. You got to be smarter than that. I saw the Angels. Everyone's available, even Shohei. Think about what that would look like. Okay. All right. Here's your starting pitcher, and he can hit the home runs, too. Yeah, all right. Go get him. Okay. Tim Anderson. (laughs) We're in the halo. (laughs) <laughs> three one two three three two three seven seven. I know I'm riling some people up pretty good right now. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll hit break. Come back. We'll talk about uh, Mr. Contreras on the north side. That 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 hug with Ian Happ that made me sad. And I'm not even a Cub fan. I felt that emotion in the clubhouse. That's all they've ever known. Contreras, such a big part of the Cubs for so many years. Um, I still would like him on the south side, but that's unlikely. We'll hear some audio from that, and uh, we'll get your feeling on uh, some possible trades for the deadline there, Brian. It's ESPN 1000. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. I would like to say that I love you all. Thanks for everything. Thanks for everything you guys uh, did for me and my family. I got a, a lot of um, good relationship with, with some friends from Chicago, um, and I'm pretty sure um, I'm going to love him forever. So thank you for everything, and I wish uh, I could play for you guys, but this is a vision. I understand that. I love you all. That's real raw emotion. And uh, that's Wilson Contreras, obviously. Saying goodbye to Wrigley Field, ESPN 1000. Certainly, he's going to be traded by the deadline, Brian. Uh, you know, arguably, couldn't they keep him? Couldn't they treat him like a Yanni Molina? Well, absolutely. But they're not going they to. They're not going to. And he took all his Cubs stuff off of his Instagram Yeah, I saw yesterday. that yesterday. It's like, and then ooh. put some back up after. But he, he's, he's very well aware that the ship has sailed. He's going to be traded. He's the best catcher out there, the, maybe the best offensive uh, bat available of any position. Yeah. And here's a guy who's been in the organization since what, 2009? I mean, he was like a 16, 17 year old. He was like a little kid. kid, yeah. 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 So it's the only organization he's known. And we talked about it. You, you've you really seen him blossom this year as a Cubs fan. I certainly have because he was, he was in the shadow of absolutely. Chris Bryant and Javi Rizzo. Baez and Rizzo. And, and he would, he learned from their mistakes in the way they were very public about what was happening. And uh, I would say that he's probably, uh, with the exception of Rizzo, leaving Wrigley Field with more goodwill than Javi or Chris Bryant. Yeah, and you know, for Chris, it was more about well, lack of production, but injury uh, also it played into that. Um, but and yeah, Javi but he was, was a bit of a diva. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I still like the Rookie of the Year and the MVP and the World but there Series. Was some, all I, all I'm saying is there was a bit of drama that didn't need to be attached to him that has been. Right. Well, yeah. and, and that was started when they wouldn't bring him up when he was, you know, he should have been up, but they were going to control him for the extra year. And so it didn't get off on the best of foots. But Wilson Contreras, as you said, said, I, I'm not talking about it because I remember how it, he didn't name names, but we just named three of them. We know exactly the, who he was talking yeah, the, about. The negative effect it had in the clubhouse when pretty much every day for the weeks leading up to it, people were asking questions and they were there to answer the questions about it instead yep. of saying it'll work itself out. You know, it's a business. I'll get traded or I'm not going to get traded. I'm focused on the season, blah, blah, right. blah. But but that moment, especially his first at bat on the final, uh, his final home game, 
you know, Wrigley Field, people laugh at Cub fans because they'll stand and cheer anybody for anything. But that one was, you knew it was coming, and it still moved you, right? I mean, he he took a deep breath, and he was hitting the bat on the back of his shoulder, like trying to collect himself mm-hmm. because, you know, it, it, it hit him. And even watching on television, it, you know, that he still loved this game because of that. Even with the, the crazy salaries and numbers, you still appreciate those moments that baseball gives you when there truly is love between the, the fans in the stands and the player on the field. You know, and I'm trying to think, do we have that type of relationship on the south side with a player? Maybe mm-hmm. Jose Abreu. Right. Maybe. And and the problem with that is the, the language barrier comes into play yeah. because you don't everyone in the clubhouse knows his personality, right. but every we time really you, don't. We really no. don't. We know he's quiet and he's more of a do as I do type of leader. Right. But we need a vocal leader. And that's where I think Tim Anderson, who was supposed to be that, has failed. But Wilson Contreras means a lot to the north side, means a lot to the city. I, from the south side, really appreciate who that guy is, what he's brought to the city of Chicago for baseball fans. And I'm sad that he's going to go. And again, hey, I've, I've said it a million times, I would love to see him on the south side. We've got, three, we've got two catchers we can trade for him. We don't and some him. other prospects. The, the great Mike North tweeted out a, a, a video this a uh, few days ago and and you know really summarized it you don't find guy the mo- one of the most important positions and the guy who's got the bat and is turned into a great game caller and has really become absolutely right and you don't let those guys go at age 30 i mean you t- and, and mike is spot on and he's just saying you know what you build around a guy like that yep. and you yep. should and yep. why why that's not happening why why is that eluding jed in in the rickets i i just something I don't know. that seems so obvious yep it just it, it's more than a head scratcher and it's disappointing uh now we'll you you better hit a home run on that what you get back and i know he's a rental but um you better that whatever prospect you it better be you know the 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 uh prospect they got for the chris bryant trade um Pete Crow Armstrong. Yeah, I mean that that looks like a terrific deal right now, yep. given what Chris is not doing in Colorado. Well, we'll see what Jed's able to do, but yeah, I agree with you. It should Francisco, be a haul. Yeah, it should be an absolute haul. Here's some more um, audio on Contreras. This is actually a post game interview. He's tough. Just um, knowing everything that's, that that is happening around, and and I knew it would get to me at some point. And I wish this this day, this day um, never came, but it's about business. I understand that. I respect that. And uh, I love my team. I love this my teammates most. And I don't want to get like, too attached with them because you never know what's going to happen next week or this week even in San Francisco. But it's been a tough Tough, tough couple of days for me. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. When that time will be, I don't know. We have that sounder ready to fire at any point because it's Tuesday at 5 p.m. is the deadline, and I would imagine we'd see more activity this weekend. You want Ian Hap? You want me to try to refresh uh, my sales pitch on Ian Hap to you? Yeah, go ahead. What you got? Did you see? uh, It was probably too late, but, you know, because of the West Coast, but... um, he not only is a switch hitter who's putting up some pretty good numbers this year in his first all-star appearance, and he's played everywhere. Now, this year, they I think all but one start of his has been out in left field, but he's played second. He's played all the outfield positions. That throw he made, so he want, the field's a hit on one hop, 
And here comes Wilmer Flores hauling for home. And Hap throws a, a perfect throw, and Wilson Contreras, uh, our guy, puts the tag on Flores. Because he can catch the ball and, and apply a tag. Yeah, well, Ian Hap, that was his eighth outfield assist, which is tied for the league. Those best. are one of my favorite. Personally, those are one of my favorite plays in yep. baseball. I yep. love that. Yeah, so, I mean, his defense has gotten better, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, you know, statistically, he's still solidly average uh, when you look at baseball reference. I think he's 0.1, so he's basically the definite definition of an average uh, uh, defensive player. But he's capable of making those throws. He's made a lot of them this year. Hey, so. if we can if we can uh, take Leori out of the outfield and, uh, you know, any potential play for him out in the outfield, if we have to use him, he's a better oh, infielder Eloy than an outfielder. He's more of a DH, Aloy. Yeah, yeah, and Aloy becomes a DH. I, look, I, I, like that, uh, I like that direction. What else you got? Well, can you can you help me with the Luis Robert? What's going on? I mean, I can't. I don't. Who who can help? I, I wish we. I I had the phone number to his doctor. Yeah, well, dizziness. I mean, now he has a uh, a cold, which you know, times have changed, right? I would have Years right ago, there's no way you would ever mention a cold. You go on the field, you would play, yeah. right? And and do you have to disco- disclose if it's COVID? And now maybe not in the minors. I don't know. But but first of all, I mean, Tony said it's, it's going. It, Tony said it's going to be a while because it, what was he one for five in in the game he did play? I mean, it's the rehab assignment didn't get off to a roaring start. And and what what's jarring to me is that it was a rehab assignment, but we don't know what he's rehabbing from. Right. Exactly. We don't have a, a, a diagnosis that anyone's put to, uh, put to words. Right. Or I mean, yesterday, why Vaughn didn't play? Yeah. Well. I, you know, yeah. there's 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 enough there there's just sometimes it just doesn't seem there's enough full disclosure for a team that is not performing to their potential. I want to know everything. Yeah, well, maybe uh, Connor McKnight can help us out on what's X weekly because it's curious. I mean, it and I guess what Fridays maybe the next time we see Luis Robert possible. I, I don't I don't know. I guess they have to see many more games down in Charlotte before this happens. So, yeah, I thought maybe it would be beginning of this week, but uh, that may have been pushed back. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We've got uh, a couple of Twitter polls to wrap up when we get back. Peggy and Dion in at eleven. Eleven to one. They've got Bears rookie wide receiver Vilas Jones Jr. joining them at noon here on ESPN One Thousand. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Mark Zander, Brian Hanley, until 11, Peggy and Dion follow. They're on till 1. Then we've got uh, a little later on, we've got uh, White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000. All right, so Brian, we've got a couple of Twitter polls we need to wrap up here. The first one, uh, talking about your Cubs on the north side, will Cubs starting pitcher Marcus Stroman be traded by Tuesday? And uh, Jake Cantu is producing today, so we always go to Jake to wrap up the polls. Jake, how does this one look for Cubs fans? So it's uh, a close one, but 50%, 57%, excuse me, say no, and then 43 say yes. Isn't that crazy? Is that, that a surprise it- to you, Brian? Well, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have even considered it rebuild or no. But, I mean, he's got a 0.89 ERA in his four starts since coming back off the IL. So someone's going to call 
and, and offers something substantial and uh, they know what the contract is, whether he opts out after next year or not, it's, and, you know, is always a consideration, but they know what the, the money's going to be if, uh, if you inherit that contract and he doesn't opt out. So I, I voted that he, he will be traded. And a month ago when Jesse suggested that, I, it stopped me cold, but anything's possible now, I think. I think at this point they have to, uh, obviously they're going to answer all phone calls and entertain all offers because yep. if they do it right, they have a tremendous potential to better this club really, really quick because they have assets. And and arguably they shouldn't be getting rid of Wilson Contreras. They should build around him. But if they are going to get rid of him, they better get some big haul back. No doubt. No doubt at all. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to jump in on that, um, on the south side, we've got this uh, Twitter poll, and we already know which way this is going, Brian. But we're going to officially wrap it up. What do the Sox need most at the trade deadline? Lefty power bat, bullpen help, or new? Manager Jake Cantu, what's that look? Like? You knew what you're doing with this one, Brian. Uh, new manager at 75. percent I, I mean, I just did it just in the meat head of me, but I was, I was more interested in the actual on the field. But I guess Tony's on the field, so we know why. That's we know the frustration vote came out in large numbers on this one. Well, right? look, and and there are good reasons for it. Okay, um, he's made some questionable decisions. Uh, unfortunately, the decisions that he has made to actually win the, win the game, we're probably not paying too close attention to those, unfortunately. So what the tally is for and against on that, I don't know. Is he batting 500? I'm, I'm not totally sure. It seems like he's making some questionable decisions that are costing games, and that is an issue. The explaining the way of things, when we as fans are seeing something so egregious, something such a problem, and he seems to just explain it away like he's going out of his way to be supportive of players, maybe being soft on them, the way he rests everybody. These are considerations that fans are seeing, thinking this can't happen anymore. And now, Sox fans don't abide that. And Paul Canerco talked to Paul Sullivan about this, uh, and, and Sully wrote a column in the Tribune the other day, and Paul Canerco, of all people, said, "I when the fans got on me, he said, I figured I deserved it. And I he said, Sox fans... They want, you know, it's a prove it type fan base. And he said, I got that. And and he said, I, I got frustrated when we'd start slow and people didn't come to the ballpark. But I knew if we were winning in August, they'd be filling the place. Mm-hmm. It was so matter of fact about, you know, to your point about Tony going soft on these guys and explaining away stupid stupidity and, you know, oh, Tim, he's just fired up and that's who Tim is. Instead of saying, you know, we can't have that. It, it, we don't, we can't lose him for a couple or, of years. Or what you said is Tim... He's fired up, and that's good. He's got to be smarter. Yeah. Why right. not say that? Right. And But Paul Canerco said, I, I mean, I get I get the Sox fans, and even they when they got on Paul Canerco, he said, I had no issues with it because I figured I deserved it. I knew when I wasn't playing my best. And he said, when I was playing my best, they were there for you, and they were on their feet. And so, you know, you, I, moving forward, I'd like to see a lot more of Tony saying, okay. That's, a light, uh, that's the right attitude from Paulie. I mean, yeah. that really is, right? I mean, you are an entertainer. You play this game for a living. You make a lot of money. I know you've been working all your life towards this. I know it's not easy, but you are there to perform and entertain. And Sox fans will show you if they're unhappy. Right. And you can't fool the Sox fans. And that's why, Tony, you know, people get tired like you are. They're, they're tired of 
See, that's well, the thing. You know, right, right. We're it's, just it's, aggressive. It's, right. We're not, we don't want to take that away from the players, and we'll coach them up. Well, it's going to be August 1st here. When he's ba- Yeah, when he backs them up so hard, it's just, it's almost insulting because we know what we see. Yep. And it's not right. And if that's his attitude with the press, what's his attitude in the clubhouse? Right. I mean, is he massaging shoulders? I mean, we heard him say, well, I don't, I, I don't come, they don't come into my office. I walk out to center field because I don't want and, and to. Right, right. I, I remember I, I drew attention to that clip that uh, it was from uh, Lane Casper talking to him. And, and it's like, what, isn't this adult rules here? Can't we call people into yeah. the office yeah. without hurting their feelings? Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe he has a little more gravitas to the situation. Maybe the message. Well, I think know, I think gravitas was called for two months ago. I think they just called him up today uh, to replace Lopez. Yeah, you know what? Place. I mean, you know, maybe maybe gravitas in the <laughs> in the starting rotation or in the bullpen would do us just fine. <laughs> well, yeah, you never never have enough gravitas. No, not at all. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I've got a few minutes to take any phone calls you want to. Uh, you know, call us and and talk maybe uh, you know Bears um, or or White Sox. Well, the the, the or, trade deadline thing is certainly going to be interesting. What's Did that? you see our buddy Jim Lexa tweeted at us uh, that Thomas Hollywood Henderson won the Texas Lotto? Not oh much, yeah, twice. yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Was he in displays yesterday or the other day? I mean, uh, I don't think he drove that far. I mean, that's that. You, you better be sure you're winning if you're going to be doing that. He made a little bit of money in the league, but he was buying the tickets for the big jackpot. And Jim said he won one of the jackpots was twenty eight million dollars for Hollywood Henderson. So hmm, maybe I should start playing. Maybe I should just put a reminder in my phone to just play every week. When is Mega Millions? I don't even know. Is that every week, Jake? Do you know? Oh, twice a week. Twice a week. Yeah. And Wednesday I'll, and Friday. Um, yeah, Powerball, so. Powerball's Tuesday, Thursday, right? Or Tuesday, what, Saturday? I don't know. So yeah. basically, to increase my shot, I should just go to the store every day. Yes. And and the, the odds of picking your, of winning, picking your numbers versus a quick pick probably are negligible, right? Right. Do you ever play, when you have played, do you play numbers you pick? No. I just, whatever. Quick they, pick, right? It's just like the machine machine fire. Yeah, right. I don't do that birthdays and anniversaries. And it's a, it's a, it's it's almost too work uh, too much work yeah, when right. you know that the return is probably nothing. So now, but you see, if you go to the Seven Eleven every day and get the Slurpee and the ticket, you're going to put on a few lbs, right? Yeah, so yeah, you, I'll, you, I'll stay away from the Slurpee. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. I'm all right. When I'm was right. the last time you had a Slurpee? I'm uh, talking about could have been in the nineties. Yeah. That's yeah, it's a while. Jake looked at me like, what? I just had one yesterday. I mean, it's yeah. been a couple years for me, too. But in the 90s, yeah, they taste different now. I, I'll take your word for it. I don't know that. I, I'm with Mark. I, I think it's been decades since I've You know what? And, and you bring up something, too. Everything tastes different. I, as a kid, I loved Frankenberry cereal. Ooh. So as an adult, well, as a kid, I was yeah. a kid. As yeah. an adult, I thought, nah, I'm going to try it. No, not even close to what it tasted like before. No. So everything changes. Everything changes, Jake, when you get old. It's the taste buds growing. Is that what it is? No, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's them screwing it up at the factory. No. Maybe it's the gin and all the things that went through the taste buds in, in the ensuing years. Oh, all, all, the, the, all the ways I've killed my taste buds. Maybe yeah. possibly. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's Hanley and Xander. We've got uh, Cueto on the mound today. Um, we're getting out of here. Uh, we've got Peg and Dion up next. They're here till one. Bears rookie wide receiver 
Velas Jones Jr. joins them at 12 noon here on ESPN 1000. So we've got a uh, night game on a Saturday at guaranteed rate. And again, Cueto's on the mound. That gives us a good chance. We actually have to have the offense show up for us. We're playing the A's. Should be a winnable game. But then again, see last night. And we'll talk to you tomorrow, Brian. This is ESPN 1000.